professionals. It's time to supercharge your career at William Peace University's School of Professional Studies, the smart solution for working adults who want to earn a college degree. Our School for Professional Studies helps you balance work, family, and personal goals with affordable, flexible degree programs. Online, flexible, affordable. Attend classes when it fits your schedule. WPU offers various start dates. So why wait? Take control of your education. Your future is waiting. Explore our programs at williampeace.info slash SPS. William Peace University, where your success takes center stage. New at 7, what a witness is revealing about a road rage shooting that injured an 11-year-old girl, plus who police are still looking for in the case. You could soon have more chances to enjoy happy hour in North Carolina. I'll show you what a new bill wants to change within bars and ABC stores. The big weather story is the big heat on the way. When it could feel like the 100s and an early look at your weekend holiday forecast. Some big changes could be on tap, so to speak, for North Carolina's alcohol laws, some of the strictest right now in the nation. A new bill proposes allowing liquor sales and happy hour on Sundays. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ashley Rowe. And I'm Dan Haggerty. The measure could also increase prices for the cheapest liquors and allow ABC stores to even sell gift cards. WRL's Monica Casey shows us what those for and against these changes are saying. Small business owners say the to-go drinks allowed in the social district have helped their bottom line. They're hoping happy hour could too. Sean Umstead owns multiple local businesses in Durham. One of the beauty, beautiful and hard parts about being in the Triangle is, you know, it's a wonderful place with Raleigh and Chapel Hill and surrounding areas that are all really great to visit. But, you know, there is a certain level of competition. And he tells me if the state legislature allowed happy hour, it could help his bottom line. It may not seem super impactful to move my margin by 1%, but that's really big for me. It means I can employ more people. It means I'm more flexible with the hours I can offer my employees. And Rashonda Mason owns the Slush in downtown Durham. She also wants to offer happy hour deals. The drinking district has been great, and I think that that happy hour would only um, increase something for us to offer in the afternoon for a short period of time. The bill proposes allowing ABC liquor sales on right, Sundays. Yeah. Ruben Villano tells me he thinks that's necessary, comparing North Carolina to other states. You can already buy liquor on Sundays out there, you know, and it's not like out here, you got, you know, after nine o'clock, you can't get no liquor. You got to go to a bar or something like that. That's ridiculous. Reverend Mark Creech raised concerns to legislators about the impact of alcohol abuse. And we hope that this committee will be wise and not simply rubber stamp what is a industry driven bill without little input from public from public health and safety. The proposed changes are 36 pages long. Lawmakers say they're open to negotiating changes as this moves forward. Monica Casey, WREL News in Durham. Uh, an interesting little thing to add, the bill would also change the taxes on the $50,000 bottles of whiskey a Durham company is sending into space. Legislators are proposing taxing that whiskey at a flat rate. 
All right, Dan, right now it's 703 in the live center. We are monitoring some breaking news out of Youngsville. These are live pictures coming in from our crew there at the Youngsville Crossing Shopping Center. An anonymous caller called in with a bomb threat and investigators, sheriff's deputies, police are out there to investigate right along US-1 from CVS to that McDonald's, if you're familiar with that area. All of those businesses behind those police lines are closed right now. And investigators have put out an alert. Youngsville police are putting this Facebook post online, uh, US-1 North in reference to the bomb threat. Right here, the bottom sentence is important. There's currently no information indicating a credible threat to the public, but they are asking folks to avoid that area. Quite a large scene out there. Uh, no question about that. We'll monitor this situation as police try and figure out where that call came from. This is the Food Lion Shopping Center if you live in that area as well. Back to you. Yeah, do keep us posted, Mark. Thanks. New tonight, we are hearing from a witness who saw a road rage shooting in Fayetteville that left an 11-year-old girl injured. This evening, police arrested uh, somebody in this case. WRAL's Willie Danley is live at Murkison Road and Pamela Drive where this unfolded. Willie, how did this situation escalate? Ashley, as you can see, this is a very busy intersection where on Monday, this all started after one car cut two lanes of traffic in front of another vehicle. The driver started arguing and one flashed a firearm out of his window and the other fired multiple rounds into the car, hitting the 11 year old girl. This photo is of 33 year old Siddiqui Sirio, the man now facing charges for attempted first degree murder. When officers arrived here around five yesterday afternoon, they found the 11 year old girl suffering from a gunshot wound. I spoke to a witness who told me as a mother, her heart breaks for the 11 year old girl. You know, it's it has to be traumatizing to the child uh, herself um, to endure such a thing. And that's something that's obviously going to affect her for potentially the rest of her life. As of now, Sirio is being held at Cumberland Detention Center with a $500,000 secure bond. Tune into Action News at 10 for more on this. Reporting live in Fayetteville, Willie Danley, WRAL News. I cannot imagine what that mother is going through. Willie, thank you. Reporting live in Fayetteville. All right, let's take a look at the Raleigh skyline tonight. A little hazy out there, and it's going to get hazier. We're back into one of those code orange air quality alerts in our area tomorrow. Expected uh, meteorologist Mike Mays in the Severe Weather Center. Mike. How long are we expecting this new uh, hazy air quality to linger? It certainly wasn't fun first time around. No, earlier this month we had this to deal with, and we're going to deal with it again tomorrow and at least through Thursday. That's how long the forecast goes out to. We'll look at the smoke model in a moment, but it's unhealthy for sensitive groups. If you have breathing issues, emphysema, asthma, and also COPD, you want to limit outdoor prolonged exertion tomorrow and also on Thursday. But the air quality up toward Chicago, the worst in the world today, they're telling people there to stay indoors, and our smoke is emanating from that area. We we have an upper level wind coming in from the northwest and overnight tonight and there's 7 a.m. tomorrow we see the smoke upon us so we'll wake up to hazy smoky skies likely to remain that case through the day tomorrow and as long as that wind stays coming in from the north and west which will likely be the case through Friday we're likely to see the smoke linger coming up in the next 15 minutes we're talking about bigger heat dam for the holiday weekend how to plan around that it's coming up it's going to get hot Mike thanks the Fayetteville police officer who was pushed into a large sinkhole by an 18-wheeler is going to be okay and is recovering at home. We're told Officer Dee Presley managed to drag himself out of the hole near the intersection of Rayford Road and 71st School Road. The sinkhole formed when a new draining system was overwhelmed by last night's storm. That's when Fayetteville police were called to the area. 
When officers responded, they were attempting to close off the road. There was some uh, vehicle that was driving too fast for conditions and actually struck the officer's car as they were out there, which pushed the officer into the hole. The driver has been charged with failure to reduce speed and traveling too fast for conditions. There's a popular coastal tourist attraction. It caught fire. Storms moved through the Carolinas last night. Flames causing, uh, causing some major damage uh, at the Barefoot Landing, a building there. It's an area with shopping and dining and entertainment. It's in North Myrtle Beach. WRL's Chris Lovingood is here now with where this investigation stands, Chris. Oh, Dan, I really want to get first to those photos from the fire this morning. I mean, just look how intense this is from the North Myrtle Beach Fire and Rescue's Facebook page. And this happened at Barefoot Landing, as you said. It's a shopping plaza that many people go to. The fire was reported around 2.30 this morning, and that's when flames were coming through the roof. A clothing store in the plaza saw the most significant damage. And I want to show you, you see this photo right here? That streak of lightning in the sky along with that rain? Those are the conditions that firefighters were working through as this was going on. Now, even though the flames looked intense, no one was injured in this, but it's also unclear what caused that fire. We'll, of course, report that if we learn about it, Dan. Wow, what a picture with that lightning right? in the background. It's intense. All right, Chris, thanks. Taking a live look at the state legislative building, where this evening the Senate passed a bill banning gender-affirming medical care for transgender minors. The bill now heads back to the House. WRAL's Shelley Jackson reports defenders of trans rights spoke out before today's session. Trans rights supporters gathered here at the state legislature today before the Senate debated HB 808, also known as the Youth Health Protection Act. They say it does the exact opposite. Supporters of trans rights protesting as the Senate approves HB 808. They love to say, oh, we care about kids and we want to protect kids, but this isn't protecting kids. It's, it's actually doing worse for kids. North Carolina is one of several states to introduce anti-LGBTQ and trans legislation this year. Members, I believe we're ready to go to our calendar. Today, the Senate heard House Bill 808, which would ban gender-affirming care, surgery, puberty blockers, and hormones for minors, regardless of parental permission. It also prohibits the use of state funds for gender-affirming care. Where are my parental rights in this equation? This is a private and personal medical decision. Trans-affirming medical care saved my child's life. Margaret Billado is married to an Air Force veteran and says her family moved back to North Carolina so their child could get the medical care they need. Trans-affirming medical care saved my child's life. Groups like the American Medical Association have taken positions against limiting gender-affirming care for minors. Studies have shown that the procedures lower the risk of suicide and depression. Supporting young people through this journey is the greatest part of my job, and I cannot begin to describe the fear I have knowing that care could be taken away. However, those who oppose such care call it experimental and say it can have negative lifelong effects on young patients. They're experimental drugs for gender transitioning purposes, and we have no idea what the long-term consequences are going to be. It won't stop trans youth from being trans. Now that bill has to go back to the House for one more vote. Shelley Jackson, WRAL News, Raleigh. A Supreme Court ruling in a case that could have reshaped elections here and beyond North Carolina. We'll talk to a local law and election, elections expert. Join us live here after the break with a closer look at the wider implications and what this means for voters moving forward. Plus, a new warning for pet owners, especially if you've been sprucing up your yard. The mulch poisoning uh, that officials say is poisonous to dogs coming up.
And let's take another live look at the scene of a bomb threat at a Youngsville food lion. The shopping center is shut down. You see police are there. They're directing traffic. We do have a crew on the scene. We will bring you more updates as we learn them. Today, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled against North Carolina lawmakers in a case about how much power they should have over federal elections. It's a decision drawing national attention and could have impacted elections here and across the country. This case is officially known as Moore v. Harper. Centered on the congressional boundaries our state lawmakers drew last year, the maps determine essentially who represents you. They had been ruled unconstitutional by the state Supreme Court, which then led to this national lawsuit. Joining us now to weigh in on this major ruling and the implications and what it means for you, all the voters at home, UNC Law Professor Ted Shaw, someone who specializes in election law and the Supreme Court. Uh, you're perfect for this conversation. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you. Good to be with you. So voting rights advocates had been saying that this case could have thrown elections into chaos across the country. Do you think that's an accurate representation of what what this case was about? I do. Uh, when we think about uh, a lot of the controversy in recent elections in 2020, um, but even before, uh, there were all kinds of of uh, issues that arose in state courts around the country. Uh, cases went to federal court about elections. Um, so this would have changed the, uh, the field, the playing cards, uh, the ball game, if uh, this had been decided differently. I mean, a little bit of the history here, Republicans put their maps forward that a Democratic heavy state Supreme Court said that they were unconstitutional. Then the court's dynamics changed to more Republicans. The Republicans then put the maps in front of the new court and the court approved them. So this has been a long journey, but I do want to read uh, a quick statement from the North Carolina House Speaker, Tim Moore, just a brief part of it. He said that ultimately the question of the role of the state courts in congressional redistricting needed to be settled. What do you make of that statement? Did you think that this discussion was something that needed to be settled? Uh, no, I think there was a pretty clear understanding about the role of uh, courts, the state court, uh, the role of the legislature, the interactions. And we really have a 200-year-old tradition uh, which says that uh, the United States Supreme Court uh, and on the state level, the state Supreme Court's they have the final say on what the law is, and there are instances in which uh, they can uh, invalidate uh, state legislative enactments, including redistricting plans. At this point, Republicans, uh, lawmakers, do intend to redraw the districts this summer, moving forward to the next election. But what do you think all of this will mean for voters and the voting process as we head into the next election, election and so on? Well, uh, I think we have to see what the legislature does this time because uh, the legislature uh, failed to remedy a violation that the, uh, the Supreme Court of the state found when it was controlled by, legis uh, by Democrats, rather. Then uh, the state Supreme Court flipped. Uh, I don't think the impact uh, on the state right now is going to be as significant as it could have been uh, simply because uh, the state Supreme Court has slipped too. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to uh, be acting to strike down 
the uh, state legislative right. uh, redistricting plans. That's very unlikely. Right. Okay. Well, I'm sure we'll be checking back in with you sometime soon. UNC Professor Ted Shaw, thanks for your time tonight. Next week, the Wake County School System plans to have a new sign-in and background check system in place at year-round schools. It's part of a new effort to keep children safe. Here's how it works. If you visit a school, you should see an iPad near a school administrator. That's where you check in. It'll require you to check in and submit a, a short background check. If you pass, a school official can take, further, take you into the school. The background check includes recent custody orders, protection orders, and sex offender registries. Parents and guardians should get information from their principals on how to use this new tool. A warning for pet owners tonight. As we get further into the summer, many people are doing all they can to protect their lawns and gardens from the sweltering Carolina heat. But some of those products could be dangerous to pets. Several posts on social media are warning pet owners not to use cocoa mulch in their gardens. The National Capital Poison Center warns the chocolatey scent produced by the mulch can tempt your pets to chew on it. They said cocoa mulch contains theobromine and caffeine, just like chocolate. Both of those chemicals are poisonous to dogs. All right, let's check in with Mike. Mike, what are we talking about? The heat, uh, based on what I see behind you? Yeah, we go from one issue, the severe weather yeah. last night, to heat coming this weekend. And I know we're visiting this early, but we got the holiday weekend coming up. You'll probably think about your plans this weekend. Want you to plan around the heat. The ridge of high pressure that's been cooking Texas recently uh, shifts a little to the east this weekend. That's going to deliver some of the biggest heat that we've seen so far this summer season. And we really haven't been talking about excessive heat index values, but we will this weekend. So I wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up. So we're going to call it a holiday weekend hot spell. 93 forecast high on Saturday, feeling like 105. That's the heat index value. So you got your temperature and then you you got your heat index value. The peak heat index value on Sunday, about 106 with our high at 95. 95 on Monday, the peak heat index value, perhaps around 104. The July 4th holiday, we expect it to be hot, 93. The heat index value, 102. Now, our normal high is about 90, so this isn't really all that excessive. If we were up to 100, yeah, that'd be more like it. But when you factor the high humidity, the numbers here on the bottom is what it could feel like during the afternoon. So take it easy. Now, we also have rain chances this weekend. They're not high. It's not going to be a washout weekend a 30% chance for afternoon and evening storms Saturday, Sunday, Monday as well, and 4th of July, about a 20% chance for a shower or storm. And again, this is an early look. Could change between now and then. I don't think it's really going to change much heat-wise, but precipitation chances may change between now and then, so keep checking back. We'll have an update tonight at 10 on Fox 15 and 11 on WRAL. Also watching the radar because we mentioned last night that there could be a few showers today. Southern Sampson County, Southern Duplin County near I-40 seeing some showers. And there's your severe weather down east toward the coast where they had that level one threat today. And that continues into the evening hours. Otherwise, a nice evening in progress. It's a little warm and some folks coming down to look at our century plant looking pretty cool and really tall as well. Wilson, you've got some excellent blue sky tonight over toward North Hills. We're looking at a pretty sunset in progress. Apex looking fine as well. Got a lot of clear skies. There were a few showers that rolled by earlier. Had a high of 89 at RDU. It was 91 in Fayetteville today for a change. Fayetteville warmer than Raleigh because typically it's been the reverse. 84 at Rocky Mount, 79 at Roxborough, and the heat index values today not as excessive as yesterday because our dew points fell a little bit today. They may fall a little bit more tomorrow and maybe Thursday as well, but by Friday they start going back up. That's why our heat index will be rather high as we get into the weekend. Still can't rule out an early shower. It's about a 20% chance. Lows tonight will be in the 60s. 66 for Raleigh. We had 67 this morning. 68 Fayetteville. 62 for Roxborough. And then tomorrow, hour by hour, perhaps a little less 
less humid, anticipating about 91 for the high, sunny in the morning, partly to mostly sunny during the afternoon. Not a bad day. And then for tomorrow for our region, 87 at Roxborough, 91 in Fayetteville, 91 at Goldsboro. If you have access to a pool or heading to the beach tomorrow, uh, nice temperatures to take a dip in and our next seven days will be hot with highs in the 90s. The peak chance for rain looks like it'll be Friday night as of right now. A 50% chance for showers and storms. Small chances into the weekend, but look how the numbers grow. Mid 90s, the hottest Sunday and Monday. Dan, Ashley. Mm. Uh, Mike, you know, I, I was hoping you might be able to take a breath to put your feet up for a minute no. after all of the storms that we've been dealing with. Nope, now you've got serious heat to deal yeah, with. Yeah, we've got issues all the time. <laughs> and I know it's going to be hot, but why don't we talk about some ice hockey? Oh, How about okay. That? Yeah, all the, right. yeah, the Carolina Hurricanes, they're, they're looking forward to another shot at the Stanley Cup. I'd like to see them get a real shot at it this year. Win one. We'll take you to uh, the ice and tell you when the team plans to play again at PNC coming up. We do want to continue to update you the, on you, uh, update you on this breaking news in Youngsville. This is after a bomb threat at a food lion on US-1. Kind of a new vantage point we have now. Large law enforcement response out there. The shopping center has been evacuated. We know that. In the last few minutes, officials said there is no immediate threat to public safety. Of course, we will have the latest updates for you tonight at 10 o'clock and 11. Hockey season may be over. Yep. We might not be thinking about mm -hmm. it, but you know that teams are, and the Hurricanes are already looking ahead to next season. Yeah, so the, uh, this afternoon, the Canes, they announced their 2023-24 regular season schedule. Season opener set for October 11th at PNC Arena. Home game to start things off. It's against the Ottawa Senators. The Hurricanes have won each of its last three season openers on home ice. So let's make it four in a row. Astronomers have detected a crucial carbon molecule in space for the first time using the James Webb Space Telescope. NASA says the compound was traced back to a young star system located 1,350 light years away from Earth in the Orion Nebula. Scientists say the discovery aids the formation of more complex carbon-based molecules key for life. Okay, if all of that went right over your head, because it kind of did for me, Let's tell you why this matters. Carbon compounds are the foundation of all known life forms, and biologists looking for signs of alien life are always looking for ways to detect those molecules in other parts of the universe. In case you didn't know, the telescope is named at North is named North Carolina uh, after the North Carolina native James E. Webb. It keeps amazing us. Thanks for being with us. Keep watching WRAL News over the air channel 34 and Spectrum channel 1257. Missed fall enrollment? It's your time to shine at William Peace University. WPU is enrolling for the spring semester at our co-ed university in the heart of Raleigh. We offer more than 30 majors, including esports and gaming administration, simulation and game design, and interactive design. Our classes are taught by full professors, and our small class size means you get one-on-one -on -one instruction and immersive learning. Plus, we connect students with internships. William Peace University, your time to shine. Get started today at peace.edu. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.